Welcome everybody to the TH Cinema Podcast. My name is John, and with me as always is the Saul in red to my Dale. <laughs> Snort. Hello. Dan. Hello. And Frank couldn't be here with us. So for my 420 movie choice, I have decided to go with probably my all-time favorite stoner movie, which should be no secret or surprise to anybody, Pineapple Express. What a good choice. Solid choice. This is a movie that I loved well before I even touched weed in my life. I had a little iPod Nano, and the one movie I had on this bitch was Pineapple Express. For whatever reason, it's always been hilarious, and it's always kind of resonated with me. So now, it's just an even more enhanced experience. I, I dibble-dabble in the goods. <laughs> I love a good stoner movie with a good cast, and this is definitely one of those. You got that entire Rogan fucking gallery of characters. You got the Francos. You got the McBrides. The haters. Yeah, this is probably one of my favorite stoner movies, too. And the best thing about it, it's so quotable. <laughs> I can't begin to tell you how many times I've used quotes from this movie in real life. And people are always like, huh? Some people, though, I am surprised. There's way more people who actually get it than don't in my life nowadays. So that's a good thing. I think I surround myself with good peeps. <laughs> it's like a stoner litmus test. You <laughs> drop the Pineapple Express quotes if they pick it up. Ah, that's my people right there. All right, start a new job, just start dropping some Pineapple Express. <laughs> mm-hmm, heard that. Wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. <laughs> I haven't watched this in a while. I'm excited to watch this again. Um, I Every viewing that I've seen this, I've been incredibly stoned for. So <laughs> I'm sure there's parts that I will remember anew. Um, I remember when this movie came out, I was living in Pennsylvania. I actually drove an hour to a movie theater because there was no movie theater in my town. <laughs> To go see this movie, stoned the entire time. That's, I applaud you. That's so brilliant. See, I wish. I wish I was smoking weed at the time of this coming out. This, I, I really don't know why I enjoyed it so much without the weed, honestly. I think it just, I think it's one of those movies that stood the test of time. For some reason, all the humor is just right up my alley. Every character is so memorable in this movie. Freaking Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of my favorite characters in this movie. And he's in it for just like one scene. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this again. Okay, so out of everybody in Pineapple Express, who's your fucking favorite? Honestly, and it sucks because James Franco is kind of iffy in the world nowadays, but Saul is such a such a good dude in this movie for being the dumb drug dealer. He is a ride-or-die kind of guy, and I appreciate that. See, I'm all about the ride-or-die-or-die-or-die, so I'm all about Red. <laughs> <laughs> the redemption arc of his character is just glorious, and it's Danny McBride's first big breakout performance, and we get to see what he does best. I am not surprised that's your favorite <laughs> character at all. <laughs> Mine is also Saul. I just think he's so funny. Quick side note about this movie. I do have the pants that Saul wears. Not the exact ones, but of the same, what is it? Same stuff they used for it? Mm -hmm. I was that into this movie. You went full Saul. <laughs> I went full Saul. All right, well, we're all about to go full Saul and get even more fucking baked for our 420 special from Silent John. Let's watch some fucking Pineapple Express. <laughs> Let's do it, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> Now, our feature presentation. 
I found the movies, Norton John brought the snacks, and we're back, and we just watched Pineapple Express. <laughs> I feel like I could watch this movie every day for the rest of my life, and it would never get old. Was there a time where you did watch this movie every day of your life, and it never got old? For a whole summer. A little iPod. I did it. On an iPod. Yeah. With the click wheel? It was like, but like one of the, like the, I say bigger screens, but it's like, my visual is like, uh, two and a half inches, maybe? It was a commitment I made. That's how much I enjoyed this movie in my non-weed smoking days so i would probably today watch it on an even smaller screen why not but you didn't have to i don't have to and i and won't you e- didn't have to watch it in weed smoking day because it's 420 it's so the weed smoking day so as this movie being my favorite stoner movie i just gotta know between the two of you what what is the scene in this movie for you guys what is what is your go-to that gets you oh it's definitely red's redemption 100 fucking percent red is my favorite character in this i mean this was the world's first experience exposure to Danny McBride for the most part. You know, this was where we got to see Danny McBride fucking shine. You know, he was doing this stuff on HBO with Eastbound and Down prior to it or whatever, but it was kind of under the radar. This was like, oh, who is this then? (laughs) And the way that his character just comes out of fucking nowhere in that car every time just fucking kills me. The fucking little day woo. It's funny because, man, you kind of just, he's such a jerk the whole movie. He just, whatever whatever he can do to, to keep himself alive, which I guess I respect, but I do love that he's the freaking hero. <laughs> yeah, the, all the uh, I'm on your side now turns of Danny McBride, <laughs> chef's kiss. They ran out the back door. If you hurry, you can get him. Go, go, go. <laughs> Snort, what about you? Uh, mine's probably... Man, I just love everything. <laughs> like, it's all so funny. But maybe, like, the uh, police chase when Saul sticks his leg through the window. That's definitely up there, the <laughs> fucking... With the, the frosty. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably the best visual of the whole movie. Just the fucking little foot. Just... <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to pick a favorite scene. I really do love, like, the finale of, like, the big fucking barn fight. <laughs> it's so obnoxious how over the top it is, but it just... It, it works in this fucking stoner day gone bad movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm also a sucker for a good cameo. Oh, yeah. And the Bill Hader. In the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> it's like, jazz. Oh, God. It's just some classic, like, perfect SNL level Bill Hader also, you know? This shit is the bee's knees. <laughs> so good. And, and, you know, I think, like, lines like that are, are why I love this movie. For some reason, this is probably my most quoted movie that I use in everyday life. And it's just the most random quotes that just don't mean anything so every time after you go to the bathroom do you go flush <laughs> like internally in, 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 in your my, head in my head it does like I, it's one line it's the simplest thing ever but uh Jolo truglio's character the teacher in the hallway hey people <laughs> for some reason i'll do it and nobody ever gets it i think there's two instances where somebody was like okay okay yeah i, I think little things like that are a litmus test <laughs> for people around you and when you make that connection it's like oh uh-huh you, you give them the little nod you and me buddy damn what's your favorite quote from this movie hands down just day a woo <laughs> anytime i can just shout something i'm a happy camper for such a a, a non-triumphant <laughs> entrance for him it's so cool because then he cocks the fucking shotgun and just blows the guy foot off i will say there was a time after this movie came out where i did use that triumphantly <laughs> in life if i did something you know accidentally caught or dropped something and then caught it in midair day woo 
It's a good way to exclaim your excitement. You know what I feel like I've used from this movie multiple times is uh, Seth Rogen's cough. Like in the beginning when he's first smoking with Saul, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they're they're smoking the, the cross joint? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've done that cough uh, <laughs> au naturel more than a few times. Oh, I usually try to make a scene of it like like his cough. I mean, if, if you're going to cough like that, just commit commit to the bit at that point. It gets you like 10 times higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cross joint, I do have uh, logistical problems with the cross joint. Oh, yeah? Okay, because after it did come out, I was a pot smoker at that time. So that was like the thing to do. Because right. it's, you know, right past college era, you know, that kind of stuff. And the art of rolling a cross joint. I've never been a joint roller in the first place. I've always had problems rolling joints. Hey, you're not alone. <laughs> I'm, a blunt, I'm a blunt guy. I like rolling blunts, smoking bowls, smoking bunks. You're traditional. Look exactly. At but I have attempted the cross joint and I have been mildly successful. And I have had friends that are good joint rollers mm-hmm. who have attempted the cross joint and been mildly successful. I don't know if I've ever had like a good one. Maybe that's the problem. But every time I tried to smoke it from beginning to end, this thing was just problems. <laughs> the way that it ran, lighting it. Oh God, what a fucking nightmare. I don't have fucking five fucking thumbs. I can't light a fucking cross joint. It's fun and all, but you do need friends to light it with you. And I ain't got nothing no. Hey. <laughs> I was going to say. You, only need... you got two friends right yeah. here those from a cross joint with you. But it's so hard to li- it's so hard to light something when somebody else is holding a lighter. <laughs> you know, you have that weird, like, I've had people try to light your cigarette and you kind of like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you can't, like, stay stable during it for some reason. <laughs> so that's why docking maneuvers are done on the ISS by computers, okay? You need a computer to light this cross joint by yourself. But the way that it, like, smokes, it doesn't draw the right way. You get one side that it gets lopsided and then, whoop, piece of it falls off and then the couch is on fire. It's just, it's more of a hassle. I just want to get high, man. I don't need all these inventions. That's why I never got, like, the dabs and the, the waxes and all that. Oh, man, I just want to smoke some weed. I don't need to heat this up and do this whole fucking song and dance and stuff. Yeah, I feel like if you bring a cross joint to a party, you're definitely overcompensating for something. Yeah, dude, you might as well have just brought a guitar. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I do have my problems with the cross joint. I do identify a little bit with Dale as the uh, besuited stoner who gets himself in wacky situations because <laughs> that's just what Dan does also. So Fun disguises. Oh, I do love a good disguise. We talk about costumes a lot. We're those people. Yeah, it's definitely drama stoners to an extra level on an adventure that they never wanted to be on. And it's a fun ride the entire way through. Yeah, this is a movie, like I said, it'll never, ever fail to laugh. This could be one of those movies, like, if I'm on my deathbed, just put pineapple express on give me that that good laugh before i'm I'm gone you know but it needs to be on a very small ipod yeah of course <laughs> of course i you got to go back to the roots you know comfort area yeah i can definitely see how this is a comfort stoner movie i had my comfort stoner movies when i was of youthful exuberance <laughs> all full of piss and vinegar but this one definitely lands in that echelon so i think this is a good 420 view good. i'm glad we can all rejoice around the magical movie that is pineapple express yeah love it yeah so this movie actually came out back uh, I think I was living in one state. I hadn't moved to another state yet. But when I moved to the other state, there was a certain something or other that was a certain something or other in that state. And Pineapple Express was all the rage in the naming. I don't know like how consistent the naming conventions were out there. Like <laughs> every shop could just get their batch and just be like, I guess this is Pineapple Express <laughs> this week. But I don't know. I'll focus on Pineapple Express. I feel 
like we've got something that is called Pineapple Express at some point too, and I was like, yeah, this is it. And I think Dan, like how you said, you you smoke out of a pipe, keep it simple. You know, that's how I am with weed. I'm not very good at being like that's good weed and like that's bad weed. You definitely tell me to get shit weed, but I just like to get high. So once I'm high, I'm just happy. You know. <laughs> so if I've smoked Pineapple Express and it was great, fantastic. If if it wasn't great, I already forgot. So. <laughs> but it follows a long culture of I naming know. marijuana brands after like pop culture stuff of course yeah. you know dating back to the dating back to the 60s with mr mr jimmy hendrix and the purple haze yeah. you know those are just things that you know somebody randomly called it one time and an artist some you know a fucking seth rogan picked it up and like you know his dealer that he knew when he was 22 or something said hey i got some stuff i call it purple hair or i call it pineapple express and he's like oh pineapple express look that's a great name for a movie yeah and it sticks in their head and then it becomes this pop culture thing and now all marijuana is pineapple express and all restaurants are taco bell <laughs> time is just a flat circle oh, it's because we're getting sucked in the singularity of a black hole and time is spreading out and that's why it looks like the universe is expanding but i digress i'm too high for this <laughs> smoke bomb <laughs> if, if we be a dad of this thing that if we don't want to listen to what someone's saying we can yell a smoke bomb and exit the conversation <laughs> smoke bomb yeah like a, like a ninja like yeah. a batman you just throw a smoke bomb and, and then you're gone, gone. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm using that going forward. That's why. That's why it's there. You can't get your feelings hurt when someone throws a smoke bomb. You just have to understand to drop it. Yep. Smoke bomb. I'm gonna use it at work, but I'm gonna always point behind them <laughs> and then just book it the other way. Okay, I did mildly think that we should make real smoke bombs, but then I reeled that one back. <laughs> <laughs> We could do confetti bobs. No, that's a mess. Somebody's gonna, have to, <laughs> somebody's gonna have to clean it up. I can't do that. Somebody. No, I just love how this movie just—it's you know—it starts out so simple, bundle stoner. Oh, everything's funny, and then it just like takes a fucking turn, and it, like you said, in the fucking barn scene, it just culminates in this ridiculous fucking fest. You know, the characters are all pretty much some of the more accurate stoners ever portrayed in film. Uh, very much Anna Ferris. The casting—I mean, it's the Jed Apatow crew. You don't go wrong with it, but you do like. I said you get the, the the first real glimpse at Danny McBride, first fucking uh, real glimpse at uh, fucking Craig Robinson. You know he was just officing around at that point. Even like this is where he kind of got his big like, oh, that's Craig Robinson. You know, and you got Gary Colby in a fucking bad right. guy, Rosie Perez out of fucking nowhere. White man can't jump was the last thing I remember seeing her ass in. Like fuck, man. And Gary Cole is just like the most crybaby villain ever, but he's still so good at it. He's still you know menacing. He he serves his purpose very well with the lady cop at his side yeah and you get to meet Saul's booby <laughs> what a sweet little lady Be, being of, of the faith I do enjoy lo- a nice booby in a movie here and there <laughs> and I love how much Saul that, that's like his one drive in life is making sure his booby is taken care of yeah and it wasn't like a gratuitous amount of booby you know no no it was, no, just... it was it, and it was very plot driven it was very crucial to the story you had to have a little booby in there to, to just ground the level headedness of it all yeah the whole time you guys have been talking about this I've been processing this in my head you said Craig Rob. What was his name? Robinson. Yeah. I thought you said Colin Robertson. <laughs> so then I was like, is he in this movie? And I was like scanning my head, and I was so confused <laughs> because you said The Office, and he's fucking in that too. So I was like, whoa. We got really <laughs> high, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm so fucking guy. <laughs> oh man. No, no energy vampires, but, <laughs> but 
going back to Bill Hader at the beginning, we're going to end it with him. This movie had everything. This movie really just makes you feel like a slice of butter, not on a big old pile of flapjacks. Wild ride. All right, but we still got a lot of breakfast buffet to get through. <sighs> we got a lot of buttering to do. So are we ready to move on to uh, pick number two? Let's do it. All right, join us in the next episode for pick number two. And if you see three people taking a fresh air break on a balcony because they just smoked a lot of weed and watched <laughs> Pineapple Express, come over and say hi because that's probably us. Okay, bye. Bye. I thought hurricane season was over. <laughs>